0: going see it again. We are the world is gonna know it. We'll like you never gonna
4: see us again. Come on over. Come on over. Coming to you live from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, this is Pure Gold with your host, David and Joe.
2: Good evening, everyone. And that is right. We are coming to you live once again from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Hasbro Heights, New Jersey. This is Pure Gold. My name is Joe Pacino, along with my tech team partner and co-host, David Gomez. Sir, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing fabulous. All things considered, folks, we apologize for starting late. There have been some technical difficulties, but for those of you who have been following the show for the year plus that we have been on the air, that is our middle name.
2: That is our middle name. That's correct, Sir? Before we get this, the rundown underway, let's give out the contact information.
1: The call-in number if you'd like to be part of this extremely abbreviated show, 714-364-4721. Check us out, puregoldpg.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all that other goodness. And once again, puregoldpg.com. JB?
2: Thank you, DG. Tonight on the program, hopefully we will be having the host from SCORE, Renee Paquette, as well as a little glitz, a little glamour. Mm-hmm. We'll have glitz and glamour on the show previewing their match this weekend. Sir, before we get underway, we want to introduce our newest member of the Pure Gold family, our producer, Mr. Alex.
1: Yes, folks. We are proud and privileged to be joined by the one and only Alex, our uh, infamous producer. Alex, how you doing?
2: How's it going? <laughs> Just graduated from CSB.
1: Yes, that's why we're in here. Alex pulled some strings. He paid off a lot of important people. And that's why we are here using the studios. Alex, is there anything you'd like to say to the studio audience?
2: Uh, hey, what's up, people?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not a man of many words, as you can see. JB, let us rock and roll. All
2: right, sir. As we wait for the, our two guests to call in at any time tonight. Again, it's an abbreviated show. We anytime. apologize. Anytime. <laughs> we might as well just get into the baseball season. I mean, it's six games in. The New York Mets have started off red hot. They started out three and zero, and then finished off the homestand four and two. Unfortunately, the last, the two losses came at the end of the homestand, and it kind of leaves a bitter taste. But I guess all in all, sir, all things given, um, a four and two start is what the Mets really needed to get off to.
1: You're right. That's exactly what uh, I agree. But we're gonna have to throw that out the window right now because we have our guest calling in. All one right. of our guests. Folks are proud and privileged to be joined by Renee Paquette, host underscore up in Canada, our wonderful neighbors to the north. Renee, how are you doing this evening?
4: I'm good. How are you guys doing?
1: (laughs) We're doing great. And, uh, you know, I know that the audiences know about this, but I do apologize for all of the uh, the back and forth that you and I have been doing simply because, you know, things sometimes are out of control. But we thank you so much for uh, being patient and calling in. We definitely appreciate you giving us a few minutes.
4: Oh, God! No problem at all. Things happen. No big deal. We all recover.
1: This is true. This is true now, Renee Um, I've been following you on Twitter. some interesting stuff there. You are a huge wrestling fan, seeing some of your work on the uh the score website. Now tell us a bit. um, I know wrestlemania was last Sunday, but since we're talking about everything here wrestling related, what was it like to go to Miami, and what was that whole experience like? It was.
4: Amazing. I mean, being down in Miami and having it be Rock's hometown and Rock versus Cena, you know, Triple H and Undertaker, always anything with Undertaker is amazing, but it was mostly the crowd down there. I mean, I know you guys could see it from the pay per view and everything, anyways, but just being able to see the crowd down there, everyone was going absolutely bonkers, especially during Daniel Bryan's match afterwards. Everyone chanting for Daniel Bryan, having Triple H and Undertaker, everyone just like, they were just banding together and the fact that i had to miss monday night raw from oh. miami absolutely destroys me cuz it looked like raw actually had even better crowd than uh than wrestlemania did if that's well. even possible.
2: Renee, what was your favorite match of the night and what was your worst uh, what was your least favorite match of the night?
4: Well, i mean, i don't really want to be obvious here, but Triple H and Undertaker <laughs> was so good. I mean, for them to follow that up, I, you know, I'm sort of torn between uh, Triple H and Undertaker and Jericho and Punk because for those guys to have to go in and have to follow after Undertaker was amazing, but just to see Triple H or, or Triple H Undertaker and Shawn Michaels walk out of the ring together and just yeah. the performance that those guys put on, they absolutely killed it, especially coming up from WrestleMania from last year, which to me didn't really do too much. It was it was fine, but I agree. For what was set in stone for this WrestleMania, they certainly uh, set the bar pretty high.
2: Now, Renee, we talked about it last week, DG and I, on Pure Gold, and we we said that this is probably it should be, in our opinion, the last match for Undertaker and and possibly Triple H. Do you agree with that, or you think that Undertaker should try to go 30 and 0, 40 and Oh, Oh,
4: God, I don't think he can do 30-0. I don't know. I mean, see, I think just the way, like I said before, of how they wrapped it up. I was actually talking to somebody at work about this today. But the way that they walked out of the ring together, it would be nice if they could go out on that note. I mean, it seemed like everyone was banding together, having Shawn Michaels there in the corner, just like literally almost in tears while trying to ref that match. They all walk out together holding each other up. If they could go out on that note, I think it would be amazing. I don't know if they're going to be able to, but I, I would like it to go that way.
1: Yeah, I agree. Joe and I, are, we're in the minority when it comes to wrestling fans. We're not huge fans of the streak. I've always thought the idea of anybody being undefeated at WrestleMania is ridiculous, considering Hulk Hogan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera have uh, yeah. lost so many matches. But it is what The Undertaker famous for. But well, I mean, to us, he looked like he was on his last legs, and uh, I just can't imagine him doing too many more matches.
4: That's what I mean. It's like, how much more is he really going to have in him? And if he can go out on a 20, great. If you're even making it to a 25, I mean, would I have liked to have seen him go if if WrestleMania had been at MSG, ending it there? That would be nice. But knowing that it's going to be in New York, New Jersey next year, I think that it would be safe to just kind of wrap it up here. I do agree with you in the sense, if someone were to end the streak, I would lose my mind. Because I think that that would just be – it would be a great story. It would be a great talking point. But end of the day, the streak is the streak. It's 20-0, and 0, and I don't think that the WWE can take that away from Undertaker.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard that he wants to take it away, but, uh, you know, we can't – I guess uh, considering that we are doing an abbreviated show, unfortunately, we can't spend too much time on the Undertaker. Um, I, yeah. I just think it was a nice send-off. It was a nice way to end it. That would be a great way for him to end his career. I know they make a big deal about it, but the taker taker has always seemed to be a low key guy. But uh, speaking of something yeah. that wasn't low key, uh, the crowd in Miami was pretty hot for it. Rock and Cena, give us your thoughts on that and what that was like live.
4: Um, you know what? It was having Rock and Cena there. I think like it was first of all, it was a little bit weird to have Flow Rider performing up on up on the ramp while John Cena had to stand there in the ring. But I think the the performance between the two of those guys was amazing, and I don't think anyone thought it would be anything less than that between those two guys, because they are the best at what they do, but I mean, Rock had to win, and I, I literally think if John Cena won that match, the place would have exploded. It would have imploded upon itself, <laughs> and it would have been bad news. People yeah. were literally getting ready to ride if John Cena won. I mean, having his wife there at ringside, and, oh. you know, I, I just bringing all of his family members nearby. It's hard to see him lose, and then to go in to Monday Night Raw the next night and having Brock Lesnar pop in, dropping the F5 on him. It's tough to see that, and I think that I'm rallying behind John Cena now for the first time in pretty much ever. (laughs) Uh, So I think that it's a good thing, but I I do think that Rock had to win in Miami. But the, the match was so great.
1: You know, you're one of the few people that I've heard uh, wrestling-wise, that, you know, the people who are in the know, to think that Rock had to win. Uh, I can tell you this much: if Cena had won, we wouldn't be having this conversation with you because uh, you probably would, you and everybody else at that arena would probably have, you know, would have exploded. There would have been all types oh, of sure. horrible, horrible things happening. <laughs> but, uh, of
4: course, no, absolutely.
1: You touched on this match earlier, and uh, I know we're going to get back to John Cena in a minute, but uh, Jericho and Punk. Give us your thoughts on that. Uh, was the crowd as into it as we were at home? Because that ending sequence was amazing. I don't know that the, cr- I mean, the crowd was
4: into it because, I mean, if if, rest- if true wrestling fans love anybody, it's CM Punk and Chris Jericho because they literally are the best in the world at what they do. So to see those two guys, and for me, it's trying to decide which one of them I want to win and who I actually believe is the best in the world as being a wrestler. Uh, so, seeing those guys go back and forth, and as far as technically for the match, it was amazing. And for them to have to follow up Triple H and Undertaker, that's tough to follow.
1: Definitely. But I
4: think, especially by the end, they had everybody literally eating out of the palm of their hand, wondering what was going to happen. And it's actually one of those storylines that I'm very happy has bled over from WrestleMania.
2: I, I think Vince. I'm glad was...
4: that it's not over.
2: Right, Renee. I think Vince sometimes. Wants to fool the smart fans because I thought the the only thing that well the logic made sense for me was to have Chris Jericho win the the title at WrestleMania and have Punk chase it, um especially at the next pay per view Extreme Rules since Punk, you know is from you know ECW and Chicago and all that and yep. Chicago and all that stuff. So, um you you think that they did it the right way? You think that Punk should have won the match or you think Jericho should have won the title at WrestleMania?
4: To be honest, I don't know that I think that it matters that much. I think if the title's on either one of those guys, I think that it remains being important, and you're still going to want to see those two guys battle for that title. So either way, I think it's going to be a back and forth between those two guys for the next little while.
1: I guess the issue is, uh, you know, with us as fans, the way we look at it is when, you know, the WWE has always made a habit, other than, I guess you could say, last year, Money in the Bank, being at uh, Chicago where Punk is from, and he won the title. Mm-hmm. They like to embarrass their talent for whatever reason in their hometown. So Yeah, I mean, we've seen that with Natalia here. It's not great. I don't know why they do that. Yeah, and they do it with Jim Ross all the time. But, I mean, I would have loved to have seen Jericho win the title and then have Punk win it back the next month, uh, you know, in Chicago. So now I'm wondering if Jericho will win it. Because if, if Punk does, if Punk retains the title of Jericho, it's kind of got to be over. I don't know where he goes from there, whether it's Lord Tentai or whatever the case is. But I, I would love to see this. Oh, movie. God. I think yeah. You're not a fan?
4: <laughs> you know, I I just think I do get I, I fully understand what you mean with that as to where he will go from that. And I think that there's a couple different guys that are sort of in that same holding pattern that I'm waiting for them to get out of that after WrestleMania and Dolph Ziggler's another one of those guys who you want to see be successful and same with Cody Rhodes. The fact that he doesn't have the title bothers me and the fact that the you know, the intercontinental champion is is big show. I think that that sucks. But I think that those are guys that can still be in the chase and can still have titles. And as long as they're in the hunt for getting those titles, that they're in a good position. But I mean, you know, looking at Dolph Ziggler, somebody who's not necessarily chasing a title at the exact moment, but hopefully that's in his future. And I think coming out of WrestleMania to get some of those things back on track.
2: Right. Now, Renee, the big marquee matchup was John Cena versus Rock. Rock won the match, came out the next night, thanked all his fans, and. Pro- probably went into the sun- went off into the sunset, and then we thought that you know John Cena would shake The Rock's hands, and who comes out? Lo and behold, it's Brock Lesnar comes out. machine. You know, it doesn't even really say a word on the mic and just delivers a a stiff F five, which was so uh-huh. awesome. uh,
1: <laughs> it was great. Do you, do
2: you like that uh, John Cena is already um, booked into a few with Brock Lesnar right after WrestleMania?
4: I do like that because, I mean, you know, I think especially with he's somebody that, you know, him coming out and even saying, I want to be the WWE champ, I want to do this, I want to do that. We know that he's going to be back and he's going to be doing stuff, but as far as how involved he's going to be, I don't know. And I think to bring Brock Lesnar in, which is, you know, the rumors of him coming back to the WWE have been circulating for a little while. So for him to actually come back and have somebody be a contender against John Cena, and just to kind of, – I mean, I'm the first one to say that I would love to see John Cena make that little bit of a turn and have everybody go against Absolutely. him. I think that it looks like that it could head that way. And for somebody to do that, to have Brock Lesnar be that guy to make him the underdog is great. And, you know, especially having Brock Lesnar bring, being able to bring in more MMA fans and to come back, I think that there's probably some some dues that are going to have to be paid to Brock Lesnar still being billed as the UFC champ or whatever they were saying on Raw – but I, I think having Brock Lesnar come back into the WWE is going to be a really, really great thing. And to have him and John Cena paired up right out of WrestleMania, I think it's a good way to redirect that focus.
2: Right. Now, Renee, we, we really want to apologize once again for the time constraint. We know that um, you we were on, you were on a little bit longer tonight, and we want to have you on again so we can just talk about more wrestling. But I also found out before we, uh, you came on to the show That you're uh, preparing for the hockey playoffs. So my question. I am yes. My question to you is, what is your prediction for the Stanley Cup Final? Since we can't really break down the playoffs tonight, but the playoffs (laughs) actually start. What's your prediction? I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh versus Vancouver.
4: Oh well, see, I don't. I, I. Where are you guys broadcasting out of? New Jersey. Oh, okay, so I can make fun of Vancouver, and it's okay. I thought it was Canadian. No, uh, no I, I really don't want to see <laughs> Vancouver go into the final again this year. I would actually like to see the Kings knock them out in the first round. I know that that's being a little bit ambitious with the Kings, but I think with Jonathan Quick and that, that it could maybe happen. Daniel Sedin is out, obviously, right now for tonight's game. We don't know when he's going to come back. But uh, my final prediction is going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins and the St. Louis Blues.
2: Nice. Well, I'm glad that we're somewhat, somewhat agree. You're the expert, and I'm just making a prediction.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just making stuff up, too. I don't know.
1: All right. Listen, Renee, we thank you so much for joining us. And like Joe said, we absolutely want to have you on again in the near future so we can break down some more wrestling and possibly talk a little more hockey. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you so much, Renee. Have a wonderful evening.
4: Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.
1: Take care, folks. That was the one and only Renee Paquette from The Score. In Canada. And before we move on to our next guest, hi, this is Brittany Bell,
4: Miss Arizona USA 2010. Make sure you tune in to Pure Gold each week to hear the best interviews and live talk radio. David and Joe are simply the best. Check them out at puregoldpg.com.
1: And we're back, folks, and absolutely, Brittany is correct. We are the best. And speaking of some of the best, let's move on to our next guest. A guy who pretty much is the third co-host of the show since uh, Todd is, you know, hasn't joined us in a while. We're here joined by Mr. Bright Lights, Jarrett Foster himself, and of course, his tag team partner, Aaron Stratt, and of course, their manager, Josh Maddox. Gentlemen, we apologize for the time constraints. Jarrett, you know we've had John for like 30 minutes and a pop. How are you guys doing?
3: Time is money. Time is money. Let's get to it.
1: <laughs> What's up, boys? How you, how's everything?
3: Very good. Uh, are these guys on? Maddox, Stride, you guys on? Stride,
1: right here, can man. you hear me? I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, you guys over here. Uh, let's let's get to the bigger
0: question out there. How cute did that Renee chick sound?
1: Yeah, <laughs> no cute. kidding, right? Well, Jesus. Uh, I hate to break it to you guys, but she is. Uh, she's from Canada, so I don't know how that's going to work. She sounded pretty cute. I got a passport. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can follow her on Twitter. She I mean, has quite the looker, I have to admit. I hear she's
2: not into glitz or glamour, though. No? No. Oh,
1: well, that's... A, well. So, about manager? Well,
3: Way wait, 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 wait to ruin that freaking mood. <laughs> Maddox, hey, what's going
2: on this weekend? Only
3: Maddox. As only you can do.
2: Maddox, what's going on this weekend? There's a big match going on, isn't there?
3: There's a huge match going on down at JEPW in Rahway, New Jersey, where you guys can see glitz and glamour going in action against the Midnight Sensations, these alien people that think they're, you know, the greatest tag team out there, but they haven't met Clips and Glamour in the ring yet. And this Saturday, Broadway, New Jersey, for Jersey All-Pro Wrestling, they're going to meet Clips and Glamour. And it's going to be a show like no one's ever seen before.
1: Let me ask you guys, um, Jared, I know last time you were on, which was about a month or so ago, you mentioned... Uh, you know, you've been branching out, and I know following you on Twitter, you guys have been doing a lot of stuff. Is this, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is this your first match with Jersey All-Pro, or have you guys been there before?
3: Uh, we've done work for the owner uh, with Jersey Shore Championship Wrestling, but this is the okay. first time working under Jersey All-Pro.
1: Now, um, you, uh, where do you guys fall in the card? I mean, are you guys opening up, or are you main eventing, or are you in the middle? Of the, that, that's what the Pure Gold fan. where is Jarrett Foster in the in the lineup? That's what I want to know.
3: Boy, right Walker, Aaron Aaron Stride, Stride, you Josh Maddox, Aaron Stride and Bright Lights uh, are going to be from what i'm told but obviously cards subject to change uh we're going to be opening the show uh and i think that might be the perfect fit for us i think they're using us utilizing us pretty uh pretty good there you know, I'm gonna. And also don't forget that we we also have uh, Angelina from the Jersey Shore coming out with you guys because, you know, nothing says glitz and glamour like a little bit of Jersey Shore. Right.
2: Nice.
1: Very nice. Now, I'm
2: going to ask the real question. I mean, DG wants to know. I mean, there's I'm there's going one. to ask you the just business question right here, folks. Just cause, crap. Because Bright Lights has answered this question before, and now I'm going to really get into the good stuff right here. There we go. A certain gentleman named Bright Lights is left off the card on April 28th. There uh, we go. For <laughs> company IWF. Are is Shride or Maddox on the card at all? They're all in uh, the not booked category. Wow.
3: Correct. We are hashtag uh, not booked. I'll put it to you this I'll put it to you this way real quick. Uh it seems to me that uh Bright Light's Jared Foster, God's Gift Aaron Shride, and Showtime Joshua Maddox's bios were, you know, mysteriously taken down off the IWF website at the same exact time. So it's uh safe to say that whatever happened to one, happened to all.
1: Now let me ask and you guys. Uh, and again, I know we got into a little bit of this with with Jarrett, but um, I'd like to hear from you, Aaron. Any any reason you think? I mean, honestly, any reason you think that that is the case? Did you guys have a falling out with Kevin Knight? I mean, did did somebody super kick no. him through a plate glass window? I mean, I mean, did, did <laughs> Brutus Beefcake cut his hair? That, that that's what I'm curious about.
0: I, I mean, personally, fun. I could. Uh, uh, speaking for this is Aaron talking, and I speaking for myself, I have. No falling out with Kevin Knight, which is why we all three of us were called off guard. We assumed that he had some some kind of loyalty to the people that he got to know throughout the years, that he would at least give us the courtesy to call us. Kevin Knight as a person is probably one of the nicest people you'll meet, but for some reason he lacks the loyalty and respect when it comes to the business. And, I mean, I, if you look at the car for April 28th, there's, I mean, the, the, there isn't going to be a seat in the house. That place is going to be packed. Well, I mean, people like Shane <laughs> O'Brien are going to bring those
3: people in.
2: I mean, I just say. I mean,
3: the, I, I think if you guys haven't noticed, if you guys haven't noticed, that card is stacked. I mean, I, Mr. I,
2: Casino.
1: Sarcasm, I, yeah. I think we can throw out there. Um, now, <laughs> I find it curious. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Joe, but I just, I just find it so odd because I know that from the times that I went to the IWF, it seemed like all the same guys seemed to be booked. And the only guy that I recognize, for the most part, in that whole thing is, uh, is uh, what's his name, Travis Blake. So, you know, you see Kevin, you stuff like that. But even other guys like Dante Arcade, I didn't see him on the card. So I, I just found it to be so odd. Yeah, Marty Jannetty going to be there, and uh, I forget who else. What's the other dude? Uh, um, Jim Powers. But I don't know. I, I'm just it, – it just strikes Ooh. me so odd. Well, yeah. It just strikes me as such an odd thing because, I mean, in, when right. I talked to Kevin off off the air, he always seemed, you know, like he's getting things going and stuff. But uh, that's why we were curious about it. Can I answer I'll put it, <laughs>
3: Go, go ahead, man. Go ahead. You can take that one. I just want to. I just. I, I just want to say. I think that the obvious thing here. Now, uh, this is something I've talked to you guys about many times. But the way it comes down and the way it's broken down is, and I think everybody has a general consensus here on Kevin Knight. And and Stride said it somewhat right, uh, but I'm going to correct him. Kevin Serio is a nice guy, nicest guy you'll ever meet. Kevin Knight is a douche. Okay. And business wise, business wise. Uh, and I mean good business, which is booking talent that people will pay to see, booking talent that are loyal to you. When you burn a bridge and you burn bridges with us who have only, you know, and I'm going to speak for us because I know, I think that they'll give me the right to strive Maddox and myself. You have three guys who deliver uh as far as filling seats, selling merchandise, putting on a good show and taking care of all his new students. We've done it since day one. We did it on the last show up until the last show. And I told you guys this last time, what happens when we branch out and we become bigger than the brand IWF and we don't sit in those closed doors of the garage that he has there that he calls a business. Once you branch out, you then are cut off and it's happened with many guys before us. And the way it stands now with this show We we were definitely on too many shows that he appreciated that he did not appreciate. And I think what happens, because we never got a phone call, we never got a text, we never got an email, we never got anything except we're not booked. And in replacement to us, I think he's probably taken some of his top worst guys that I've ever seen on any wrestling shows, and he's put them in place of us. And I think that is just to say what Kevin has told all of us there behind closed doors, which is, I don't need any one of you. This is a quote. I don't need any one of you. You all need me. I and like- with that being said, with that being said, I think it just sums up how that show is going to turn out. And that's the reason why you see the people that are booked and you see um, where it's going to go from here. But I, I, to be honest, we shouldn't waste too much time talking about that because that's just going to be another one of his uh, failures. People are talking.
2: <laughs> we definitely don't want to waste any more time. Unfortunately, we have time constraints, gentlemen, tonight and we do want to have you on again maybe you could talk about your victory after next uh, this weekend and coming up. Uh good luck to you gentlemen and uh again please call in one, um another As
1: a matter of fact, you know, I mean if you guys uh win or lose, if you guys want to call in next week on the on the next show, things will have uh, we'll have the bugs all ironed out and we'll be able to give you definitely, you know, twice as much time if anything so that we can uh discuss the show, how it went, what you guys think of uh you know, the whole situation. And of course, uh, if you guys won, I mean, if you didn't win, uh, you know, we're going to have a problem with that. But, uh, yeah, well,
3: wait, wait, well, first of all, win or lose.
1: You mean after our victory, win or lose. What is that about? Come on. I, I, I'm just trying to be uh, politically correct, but yeah, that, that is what I meant. When, when you guys well, me, exactly, we'll definitely exactly. call in next week and we
0: expect <laughs> you guys to have Renee on the line ready to <laughs> congratulate us on our victory.
1: Oh, of course, of course. At
0: Broadway, New Jersey. And then, Throughout April, as we tear apart warriors of wrestling, we're going to keep on going. It's not going to stop there.
1: Uh, what time, no, is it it's not. guys? Uh, next uh, this this weekend? What time is it?
3: This weekend, Railway Rec Center, uh, April fourteenth, to Saturday night. Uh, I believe the show starts at seven thirty, or at least get there by seven seven thirty, so you can see us. Um, and that's the Railway Rec Center, seven thirty. Be there, buy tickets. All right. All, all your information you can get for the show is on japw for ticket information and all that stuff. Go there don't miss out on, miss- on seeing Glitz and Glamour live because it's an experience.
1: Well, you Well, And really- Dave and
3: Joe, next time, I expect more time.
1: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, Jared, uh, Aaron, and of course, Josh, thank you guys so much for joining us. And again, please do a call in next week and we'll-, we'll give you some more time. Definitely, brother. Thanks again. We appreciate it. All right, boys. Take care. You too, guys. Have a good night. Folks, that was Glitz take- and Glamour, Bright Lights, Jared Foster, Mr., uh, I believe it's God's gift there, Aaron Stride, and of course, Showtime, Josh Maddox. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'd like to thank Renee Paquette, jo- who joined us from the score. Uh, we spent so much time talking about Renee. We definitely have to have her on. And before we uh, we close out this show, folks, let me uh, let me leave you with a nice little uh, what I like to call a little soundbite.
2: Welcome aboard, Alex.
1: Yeah, yeah. W- welcome aboard, Alex is is definitely uh, correct on that. Now this is this is what we're gonna. Oh wait, I think that I think that was the wrong
4: one. Hi, this is Morgan Willard, Miss Oklahoma, USA two thousand ten. Make sure to check out Pure Gold every week at PureGoldPG.com. Dave and Joe always bring the best and entertaining talk
1: radio and great guests like me. Folks, we thank you so much for joining us. What's sure. the name
0: of your show? Uh Pure Gold.
1: Pure Gold. Yes, sir.
0: I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold.
1: Good night, everyone. Make sure to tune in next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for JB. This is DG of Pure Gold, reminding you to always keep it PG. Good night, everyone.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
4: It's my little escape.
0: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
4: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the
2: bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>